start us off with welcome. This is going to be our first podcast episode here uh, with Buzz Time. Uh, it's called the Industry Buzz. Basically, we're going to bring on people from around the industry just to kind of talk about different aspects of their business and kind of how they can help you build your business and your knowledge base. Uh, joining us today first is going to be Jeremy Wells on our inaugural episode. So welcome, Jeremy. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me for the uh, first episode. I'm honored. And uh, I'm my name is Jeremy Wells, as you said, and I'm with Longitude Branding. A, we are a hospitality food and beverage branding agency. And we've been around since 2010. We work with uh, restaurants, bars, hotels, and a lot of different food and beverage brands around the world. And uh, basically helping them define uh, their brand, their identity, um, and kind of wrap that around their purpose and their goals for their organization. And so, um, you know, a big part of what we do is is helping um, educate people, even if they're not a client of ours. Uh, we provide a lot of resources for uh, just the general public, our audience that we're trying to reach. Uh, we have a lot of number of different ebooks. Um, we always are writing new articles, fresh articles, and content on our website, and just sharing what we know and trying to contribute to. Uh, progressing the the future of hospitality as we see it and helping to shape and mold what that looks like. So uh, it's something we're really uh, passionate about. I'm personally um, relatively new to this industry, actually. I um, Most of my career is centered around uh, marketing and, and design in some way or another. Um, a lot of it has actually been on um, on the online side of marketing and design focused on user experience. And so when I made the transition to uh, hospitality and actually helping develop and, and define what a physical experience is like for a restaurant or a hotel, um, there was a lot of actually overlap in that surprisingly. And so a lot of the, what I took from user experience and my knowledge um, with you know creating websites that are very user friendly and people can easily use them uh, translated into this guest experience um, when we're talking about restaurants and hotels and hospitality. So um, I joined as a partner at Longitude a couple years ago, and I'm uh, I have a my business partner is Dustin Myers as well. So we spearhead um, our efforts at Longitude, and we're always just trying to refine ourselves, get better, and learn from other industry professionals too. Have you here on the inaugural episode? I guess I should introduce myself a little bit as well in kind of buzz time. Uh, my name is Michael Wagner. Uh, I'm going to be your host for this episode and for future episodes. Um, basically, here at Buzz Time, we handle uh, trivia and entertainment solutions uh, for mostly the bar and restaurant industry, but hospitality as well. Uh, my role here is as the content and community specialist, so I handle content creation, whether that be on our YouTube channel, our blog, and now we're going to be doing a podcast, as you can see. So uh, yeah, that's what we're kind of excited to get started with. And today we're going to be focusing on branding, something I know Jeremy knows quite a bit about. Um, so first, uh, let's kind of start with the basics. What is branding, Jeremy? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think if you if you were to ask, you know, five or 10 different people what branding is, you'd probably get five or 10 different answers. And, um, you know, I think it's just because it's become such a, a kind of a buzzword almost in, in recent times, especially, um, you know, people confuse it a lot of times with the words marketing or promotions, um, advertising, et cetera. And um, so to, to really define it is almost um, an effort we've taken on. It's kind of been a challenge just because 
you know, oftentimes you're, you're not only defining what it is, you're defining what it's not. And so the simplest way that we've found to define branding or the word brand is really, it's just uh, synonymous with reputation. And so just like you or I have our own personal reputation um, with our friends, our family, our acquaintances, even complete strangers, we, be we begin to build um, a reputation with people, right? And um, the building blocks of a reputation that we have personally are, are you know, how we look, the, the words that we say, how we say them, and what we do in our actions. So um, as that translates to an organization or a business, it's, it's really the same principles. So, um, you know, you want to look the right way uh, that creates the right perceptions. You want to say the right things and say it in the right way. And you want to make sure that you're delivering on, on those words and actions too. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. So if any, any three of those are out of line, um, it really can harm your reputation. So the purpose of what we do at Longitude and with all our clients is making sure that we can help them align what you're doing, what you're saying, and how you're acting, or and or how you're looking, and make sure those are um, aligned, and then that develops your reputation or your brand. And so um, that's really the simplest way we've we've figured out how to define it. Um, you know, again, you can you can ask a, a lot of different people, and they might define it differently. But for for what we do for our clients and the processes that we take them through, uh, really just thinking of it as a reputation is really the easiest way. Yeah. And I mean, total, that's, I mean, one thing I think a lot of people get caught up on is that their brand is just their logo. It's not necessarily kind of who they are or why people should be loyal to you. I mean, what would you say about something like uh, your, how would you build your reputation? Like what's kind of the building blocks for creating a solid reputation for your business? Yeah. Yeah. So a logo and a brand identity is obviously really a big part of that. Um, and that's actually one of the, the primary things that we do at Longitude is helping people develop an identity system for their organization, making sure that it's aligned with their business goals, their, their vision and their mission for their company, their culture. Um, but really, again, it goes back to just making sure that uh, you're aligned in everything that you're doing. Um, you know, you can, you can look the right part. You can, you can check all the boxes. You have a great design, hire a great designer to make an awesome logo, an interior designer, have their, a beautiful interior design. Um, but if, you know, if you're not able to communicate your concept, what it is, what your, um, what's your unique selling proposition compared to your competition, um, you know, all those words, if you're not able to speak that to your customers in a way that really resonates with them, then it's going to cause issues. And yeah. And likewise, if, if you're saying all the right things, if you're looking the right way, but when people come to your restaurant or your bar and you're not delivering on those, those promises, um, or you're just maybe creating confusion for people, you know, maybe you're trying to appear online as if you're this, you know, this like fine dining or, you know, some sort of like high end bar or something, then people show up and, you know, you're this dive bar or something, um, <laughs> or you, they just have bad service. The food quality is bad, you know, things like that. Like you want to make sure that all three of those pieces are fully aligned. Um, yeah. And uh, that's really, I think, the way that you build a brand. Um, you know, it's not to say that a design isn't important. It's really important. Um, but even even just as important, if not more important sometimes, is what you're doing and how you're delivering on your promises and the quality. You know, you want to go back to the basics. You know, everyone knows them, food quality and service, right? 
And yeah. so you have at bare minimum, you have to have that. And there's plenty of organizations that can survive on, on just that. Um, and, and sometimes even thrive, um, on just delivering great food, great service. And, you know, they might have the worst logo and identity in the world, <laughs> but just because they have such good quality food and they're like really devoted to, you know, their, uh, guests and to their team and delivering on promises that they, and being authentic to that brand. Um, sometimes that's enough to carry them through. Now on the flip side, it's not very common that, you know, you, you can have a really beautiful brand, the best messaging in the world. Um, but if you're not delivering and have a great service and quality. So I guess I say that to say that, you know, if I had to choose a priority, I would definitely say that your operations, your quality of food and your service needs to be priority number one. And yeah. then these other aspects of a brand are really just icing on the cake. It can take your, what you're doing already to the next level and help you grow and expand into, into new ways that you never um, could without it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people think, you know, I have to come up with the brand first and my brand identity and what I am first. And they kind of miss those basic steps along the way. Um, and I know you touched on authenticity earlier. I pulled a quote from Howard Schultz, the former CEO from Starbucks. Authenticity is what makes brands last. If people believe and share values with the company, they're still loyal to that brand. Is that something that you would agree with or kind of how, how critical do you think authenticity is to a, a company's brand? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think authenticity is ex extremely important. Um, unfortunately the word authentic or authenticity has almost become kind of a cliche buzzword in yeah. business, you know, something you think of like a corporate brand in a conference room saying, we just need to be Absolutely. more authentic, you know? And, and, uh, so it's lost a little bit of, of its meaning, I think, but when it comes down to it, uh, people want to do business with authentic brands, um, even though they might not vocalize that. So I think being, being authentic, how that represents itself. Um, if we look back to kind of that, that idea of like the reputation of a person, um, in that case, like if you're not authentic to yourself and who you are as a person and you're trying to be something you're not, you're trying to create a perception of something you're not, um, then that's going to create issues. It's going to create issues in, internally for you. It's going to create issues um, with your relationships. It's going to create a lot of issues in your life. Um, and likewise, if you're trying to be something you're not in, a, in the business setting um, or just not staying true to who you are in a business and in, in, in a restaurant or a bar or what, what have you, um, people can see that and it's going to, you know, create issues for you as well. You know, um, that's when you start getting a lot of bad reviews. That's when, um, yeah. staff start leaving you, the culture starts to disintegrate. Um, you know, there's a lot of issues that, that come with when you're not trying to be who you really are. And I think, um, if you can, uh, you know, a lot of people we find when we work with clients, they have this vision or this picture of who they are and what they want to be and what type of business they want to have but they've never really written it down or really put it on paper. So it's all yeah. in their mind and it's, it's great in their mind, but when it comes to putting that into a strategy and actually putting that into work and practice in their business, um, that's where the challenge plays out. And that's where, um, you know, you start to create confusion in your market. Customers don't really understand or care about your business. Um, uh, they think that, you know, they might think you're one thing and you're not. Um, you start to deal with employee relationships where 
um, you know, in your mind, you have a clear vision, but you haven't really translated that yeah. that to your, your team. And so they're not on board there, you know, and it just, um, it really authenticity, like, you know, like you just said in that quote, I think that's a really valuable thing. And I think that's, um, if people can really put that into practice, I think is, um, is really important. So I would say it's very important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and I think, uh, like you were mentioning, I think a lot of the culture comes from branding now. Um, I think culture and branding are kind of synonymous with the way a business operates. Um, if you have a solid brand, you want to be living that brand inside of your culture as well. Um, I mean, for a bar and restaurant, I know we're, we, we kind of touched on in this a little bit. If you're a bar or restaurant, do you think you can be successful without a good brand? I know we talked about a little bit, you know, you want to hit those basic metrics, but can you be like truly a successful bar or restaurant without great branding? Yeah. And it, I think that question would go back to, you know, how you're defining branding. So, um, if you define it, how a lot of people define it, like, you know, your brand is just kind of like your logo and your design and, and those things, then yeah, I think you're, a a you can be a successful restaurant or bar without the best, you know, awesomest logo in the world. Right. <laughs> um, but if you define it as how we define it as your brand is your reputation, then I, I would say it's, it's extremely hard to be successful as a restaurant or a bar or any business. Um, if you don't have a good reputation, um, you're going to basically be hindering yourself quite a bit. Um, you can think of any business really that, that in your mind that has a bad reputation. Um, it's unlikely anyone's going to refer business to you. Um, it's people go to your website and see bad reviews. Um, you know, they hear horror stories of working there from other employees that, that have worked there in the past. Um, there's a lot of things that are going against you if you have a bad reputation. Just like if I had a bad reputation as a as an individual, it'd probably be hard for me to, you know, if I wanted to uh, go meet with someone and they heard about me already and I had a bad reputation, yeah. it's it's just going to be a stumbling block for me. So uh, our goal, and it, and this is the goal we we would hope for any business, is that you remove those those hurdles um, so that you're kind of running full full steam ahead, you know, on all cylinders. And I, and touching on like that bad reputation, or I guess bad branding that you maybe have, uh, is there a way to kind of come back from that as a brand, as a, as a bar or restaurant or a business in general, if you do have this reputation out there or this brand out there, what would you say is like a, the best way for a bar or restaurant to approach that um, from a, a, like a, at least a basic standpoint? Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, th that's a common uh, challenge that we walk a lot of our restaurants through. A lot of them, um, they've either purchased the restaurant or bar, and sure. it's coming with a bad reputation, and yeah. they're trying to fix that. Um, or they've been in business for a long time, and they just, they're, they're, their past isn't really going to help carry them into the future. So um, that can come with a lot of good things, and it can come with a lot of bad things, too. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think there's a few, a few ways to, to think about it. Um, when you're trying to repair a bad reputation or a bad brand, um, you know, one, you, again, you want to go back to the basics. You want to make sure that you're delivering on the basics of your business and, and the industry that you're in. Um, so that might mean, you know, taking a, a look at your, your menu it might mean taking a look at your operations manual and seeing how your, how your culture is. It might, you know, all these different things, the technology you're using, um, 
you know, it might mean, um, obviously looking at shifting your brand identity, um, you know, the way that you're communicating your brand to people, to the, to the public. Um, but all of that needs to, to any changes you're making needs, it needs to hinge around a new strategy. So, um, yeah. most of the businesses that we, we work with that are, are trying to repair a reputation have never really had a strategy, never really had a game plan, never really had any meaning behind anything they do. They're just running around, you know, doing whatever, um, shiny object type thing. So, um, <laughs> really it, it goes back to, you need to define who you are, what you want to be. Um, you need to look at your competition out there and see, um, you know, what's, what the market's like, what the landscape is like. You need to, you need to survey your customers even. Um, that's a really simple thing that a lot of people can do that mm -hmm. a lot of people don't do. Yeah. Uh, we, we do that for our clients, but it's something that you could easily just do on your own. I mean, you could, it could be as simple as asking them in person when they're after a meal, you know, just doing a quick little survey, ask them a couple questions. Yeah. Could be sending it out to your email list. Could be putting a little poll out there on your Facebook page. Any number of different ways to just solicit feedback from your current customers about, and, and just ask them to be brutally honest. You know, you don't want people to just yeah. like pat you on the back and say, "Yeah, you're doing a great job." You know, that's not helpful to anybody. Gonna, and I was going to say nowadays, with the way social media is and the different tools that we have out there, it's more poignant than ever to get that kind of feedback. I think it's so easy to acquire. And I think a lot of bars and restaurants, businesses don't really take advantage of it enough. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the, mean, more, the more feedback ahead. you can solicit and, and pivot from that, um, you know, as long as it fits into your overall strategy. Yeah. Because uh, you can't please everybody, obviously. But if, no, if you start to see not. trends and reviews and feedback you're getting, um, you know, that might be a good sign that you need to adjust some things. And, Sometimes that's, you can do a lot, you can accomplish a lot just on your own. Um, sometimes you need outside help, which is why, you know, companies like us exist is to help. Um, but really it's, it just is going to take um, work really. Um, and sometimes a lot of people view it as like, I'm just going to start with a clean slate. So I'm going to rename myself. I'm going to rebrand myself. I'm going to do a new menu. I'm starting completely from scratch. Other people take more of a refresh approach where they're maybe just changing some subtle things, improving some of their visuals and messaging, um, and then making some updates based on, you know, surveys and feedback. And yeah. so um, it really just depends on how bad your reputation is, how, <laughs> how bad we're talking. I mean, if it's really bad, you have like one stars and there's no going back. You might just want to yeah. start from a clean slate. No, and, and totally, I think for a lot of businesses I know that we cater to, it is a lot of times a management change or something like that, that they're start thinking about their branding um, a lot. So what would you say are like the hallmarks of a good brand? And also who do you think is really in the, I guess, food service, hospitality realm is really doing their branding the best right now? Like a, like an example that kind of people can latch on to. Sure. Yeah, I would say the hallmarks of a good brand are um, you know, first and foremost, your, your team loves working there. Uh, they're proud to work there. They get excited to come in. Um, everybody's kind of aligned on the same, uh, with the same vision for where the company's going. Um, you know, you have a health, just a healthy culture internally. Um, another aspect to that is, um, you know, you're, you can take a look at a, a company's reviews and just look online and see, you know, if they have, bad reviews and it's, you know, there's probably a branding issue there. Um, there's probably some level of issue there on, on a brand side. 
Um, whereas a healthy brand is probably going to have a lot more, you know, positive reviews. So that's an easy one too. Um, I think also just customer loyalty and um, advocacy is even even greater. So, you know, we talk about referrals. We talk about, um, you know, how often people are coming back um, and inviting their friends and things like that. I think if the more people that you get coming in regularly, coming back frequently, um, and you're able to actually track that in your, you know, in your POS or whatever system you're using, um, I think that's a hallmark of a, of a great brand too. Also, I think one thing that's, it's a little less um, probably trackable or measurable is just kind of like sentiment around, mm. around the brand. So um, it's a little bit more of that touchy feely type. Yeah. You can't really track it. Um, and I would say like a brands that do this well, um, one that always comes to mind when we're talking about just kind of um, a good example of a great brand, I think, um, as far as how we define a brand reputation is, I think um, Chick-fil-A is a great example. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they're not everybody to every, or everything to everybody per se. You know, there's, they're definitely something, they, they've had some heat in the past and, you know, they've For sure. had their own drama. But uh, really when it boils down to it, the people that do want to give Chick-fil-A their business love Chick-fil-A and they'll, yeah. they'll recommend it to anybody they'll advocate it to anybody. And, um, they're, I think Chick-fil-A really delivers on the promises that they're making. And you can see that shining through in the, the culture. You can see it shining through in the quality of their food. Um, the, the environment they've created, the things that they focus on that's, that are important and the things that they, um, you know, just the operations that they do. And so that's just one example. Um, you know, um, there's lots of other brands like, um, you know, another example is of and it's, it's concept of um, just knowing who you are and being, and again, going back to that word of authentic, um, there's another brand kind of on the, the opposite uh, spectrum of Chick-fil-A, if you think about it. Um, another brand that's more popular or has gained some traction over the past couple of years is one called Egg Slut, and they're in California. Ah. And so yep. they have obviously a, probably a lot of different market. But they're they're staying true to and authentic to who they are. They've developed a really um, great reputation in their market, and so it's not to say like you have to fit one specific mold or do one specific thing, um, and and you have to like copy that uh, framework or anything like that. But again, it goes back to just being authentic with who you are, being comfortable with that, and being kind of that self awareness as a company to say um, we're going to be this, we're going to deliver on these promises. We're committed to this and anybody that joins our team, anybody that is going to be a part of this, whether you're a customer or you're an employee, uh, we want to make sure that we're communicating that mission and that vision to you yeah. and getting you on board with that. Totally. And I think uh, even touching on Eggslet a little bit more, I I mean, he, Alvin, I can't remember his last name, but who he founded Eggslet in California and has spread the brand out to, I know he's in Vegas and he has a few other locations now. He's really committed to being out there too. He has his own videos on munchies. He's like all on social media. He's living the brand and that brings people in. And it also just kind of confirms what they are as a business as well. Yep. So yeah, I, on the flip side of, let's say people that are doing it well, who's kind of like, we don't need to name names, I guess necessarily, but where does like branding go wrong? You would say. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think 
you know, just again, going back to the idea of reputation, I think uh, branding can go wrong on, on smaller scales <clears throat> and it can go wrong on much larger scales that would are like PR nightmares basically. And um, I think, you know, it's something where you, it's kind of like, uh, I forget this exact saying, but like um, basically the concept of like, it's little small things over time that can really do the greatest harm. And I think without a strategy and a plan in place, um, you might start a business, a restaurant or a bar and everything's going great. And you're just kind of going, you know, shooting from the hip and you know, you're experiencing success and you're, everything's kind of coming more naturally, but over time, um, you know, there's going to be small things, you know, maybe, um, small things in the culture that kind of create cracks in their culture and start to become larger cracks over time and start breaking off. Eventually you start losing team members. Um, maybe the quality of your food, you, we see this a lot in restaurants and bars, you know, they start out, um, that first, you know, few months they're, they're really just hitting the nail on the head, doing, you know, yeah. great food, great drinks, everything. And then kind of over time they start to lose the quality and people start to notice that, right. You know, how often yeah. do we see reviews where it's like, man, I used to go to this bar all the time and you know, the cocktails are really good. Now they're just watered down or the food was really great. And now it's, you know, all these different things. So I think it just, it, it requires us to always be improving. Um, to have a great brand, you need to always be improving, always be self-aware and, um, you know, just always have a, that strategy. Um, cause that's going to help in times where you, you might have, you might be confused or you might feel, um, unsure of, of what decision to make or how to proceed. If you have a strategy to kind of fall back on, um, and help you make that decision, it's going to be really, really valuable for you. And so, um, I think branding can go wrong if you don't have a, a game plan in place. Yeah. And I, I think one of the other like little things that can affect your brand is kind of the guest experience taking a, a hit. Um, would you be able to kind of touch on kind of any, like these experiences, interactions that happen before, during, and after the time the guest is with you kind of can affect how that can affect your brand as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One thing, whenever we talk about this topic of, you know, a lot of people when they, they're thinking about creating a brand and an experience for their company, they think of just as when someone's in their doors and they have them in the restaurant or bar, like that's the experience, right? Yeah. But there's a lot that goes in before and after this, this in-person experience. Right. And so I like to kind of equate it to like, if we think of, someone going on a blind date and, you know, say that you, your friend has set you up with this person and, um, you know, that they, your friend has told you that, yeah, this person's a great person. Uh, they like X, Y, Z, you know, they like to do this and that. Um, I think they'd be, you know, someone to talk to. You're like, okay, well, you find out their name. And so you'll go online, you might stalk them a little bit, right? And you go to their Facebook page or their Instagram, kind of see who this person is, try to get a feel for them. So that's what happens for restaurants and bars too, right? So you'll, someone will recommend a restaurant or bar. It might, you might drive past it on the road and see a sign. You're like, oh, that place kind of looks good or whatever. Or I wonder what it is. It's new. And mm -hmm. so you'll go online. You'll start to snoop around. You'll start to see the reviews. You're, you'll start to see what other people are saying. Look at their menu. Look at their pictures. And all of these different touch points are creating those perceptions, right? And, um, you want to make sure that, again, those perceptions are accurate. You want to make sure that you're 
um, delivering on those per, the the perception you're building. And but more often than not, I would say most most people um, are creating false perceptions in the sense that they're not doing justice to their their restaurant brand. Uh, sometimes it's the other way around where they're maybe embellishing it a little too much. You know? But for the most part, I would say a majority of people just if you go to their online website or their social media, they have like pretty bad pictures. Their, you know, their design and their branding and the way that they're presenting themselves online is pretty bad. Maybe it's hard to find information. You know, going back to that user experience yeah. side, background of mine, um, you know, I want to be able to find the menu very easily. I don't want to have to message a page and ask right if you have a menu online anywhere. Like I don't, I'm not seeing it. Um, you know, I want to be able to book a reservation easily and quickly. You know, things like this. Like this is these are all touch points before someone ever enters your door that are, are creating perceptions around the of what type of brand or what type of expectations they're going to have when they visit your restaurant, if they even choose to visit it at all. Because if we go back to that analogy of the blind date, you know, if I'm snooping around and seeing what this person's all about and I find out that I there's things about them I don't really like or I, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know about this, then I might <laughs> say no to that blind date, right? So, yeah, um, yeah so you just want to be thinking about things like that before and then um, during, obviously, you know, when someone gets in there, you want to deliver on the promises, the expectations. You want to make sure that you're delivering a great experience, you know, um, and you want to have the systems in place for that, the, the procedures in place for that, um, the, the culture on the team that's going to cultivate that. Um, and that one's, that one's pretty easy for people to understand because that's the default. Um, but then even after the fact, a lot of people, this is probably the, the most, the one that's like most forgotten or neglected. Um, you know, how are you going to continue to build that relationship? You know, after, if you go on a, that first date, what's, what's the next step? If you liked that person, if you liked their food, or, I mean, if you like, well, if you liked the dinner you, you had with that person <laughs> in, a, in a restaurant or a bar, like if you like their food, what's the next action, right? You want to make sure that you're staying in contact with them. You want to make sure that you're cultivating that relationship. So they'll come in for that second experience, that second date. And so, you know, what sort of loyalty program in place do you have? Um, you know, what sort of communication do you have back and forth with them? Do you have, you know, do you have their contact information, their email, phone, text, um, messenger, you know, access to message them on Facebook. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can stay in touch with them and just build, have conversations with them and build connection with them. Because um, I think, I, I don't, I mean, John Taffer, you probably, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. It's oh, probably yeah, gone viral at this point, but like that whole concept of, I think he said, like, get people in on the fourth time, they'll, they're 70% more likely to come in again. Yeah. So if we think of that in, I th I, and I think that's true. I mean, I, I don't know exactly where he got his stats from, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably pretty true um, that we want to make sure that we're having conversations and building a relationship with these people. So they're coming in again, and there's always that next date in mind, so to speak. So. Yeah. And I think kind of to bookend this kind of conversation we've had, um, what do you think if there was like one thing that one key piece of wisdom that you would give a bar or restaurant when they're thinking about their branding, what should be that one thing that they're keyly focused on? I would probably say that again, just having a game plan in place um, yeah. on paper, um, getting a second opinion, getting your team um, on board with it. Um, it doesn't have to be a, like what we do for our clients is we do these, you know, these really pretty intense workshops with their whole team, um, getting all the buy-in, getting, um, helping to find 
the direction of the brand, the culture, the, you know, how, how you're fitting into the landscape of the, the competition, um, how you're defining your brand, how you're communicating your brand, all these different things. But even if you don't do all of that and you just say, this is who we are, this is what we value above all else, this is what we find. This is what's most important to us. Um, and communicating those things to your team and then figuring out creative ways to communicate that to your customers and then just delivering on good food, good, good service. Um, <clears throat> those are, I mean, having those as a baseline for your strategy and for your game plan um, are vital. Um, there's a lot of other pieces that are really, really, really valuable to that and to fleshing out full, complete strategy. Um, in different pieces to the brand, again, talking about how you look, um, what you say and what you do. There's different elements to each of those. Um, but by default, I think just making sure that everybody's on the same page with where you're going, what you represent, what you value, um, making sure you're doing your best to deliver on those promises. Because um, if you don't really have a, you know, I, the, uh, um, the whole saying of, oh, I'm not going to think of it now. I'm bad at sayings. I was really, um, <laughs> Uh, it's you know the the concept of someone if and someone in chat can help help or something but uh, uh <laughs> if you don't have a you know planning failing to plan is planning to fail i guess that whole thing and yeah. so um i don't know who said that so don't you know uh, if someone knows who said that uh yeah. <laughs> but i think that's i think that's really true i think it's an evergreen statement i think um a lot of people unfortunately it's and it's pretty it's especially common in restaurants and bars just go into it thinking, you know, I love, I love food and I love drinks and I'm passionate about this and I'm just going to start and go and go for it. Um, that works sometimes, not very often, but yeah. I think a lot of people just go into it without a plan. And so I would say planning and having a strategy in place would be hugely valuable. I mean, I think just having a plan in general for most things, but I mean, I think key for branding as well. Yep. Uh, especially when you're you're getting into the bar and restaurant business. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of what the, all the time we have for today. I want to give you, Jeremy, a chance to kind of shout out uh, any sort of ways to follow you or uh, keep in touch. Um, and then if anybody does have any questions, go ahead and throw them up in chat right now. And we'll get to them at the end. Yeah, sure. So um, you can you can find out more about Longitude and uh, see some of our clients and case studies at longitudebranding.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I don't have an exact timeline on when this book will be launched, but we have written a book, um, and hopefully it'll be published uh, later this spring called Future Hospitality. So yes. uh, if you wanted to follow the progress of that, um, you can follow Longitude. We'll be posting updates about that, but you can also search for Future Hospitality on Instagram and on Facebook. Follow us there. And then, as always, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, we also have, um, you know, groups like uh, Michael, where I'm uh, the Buzz Time group. I forget what's restaurant bar and owners. Uh, yeah, bar and restaurant pros on Facebook. Bar and pros, yeah. Groups like that are a great way to connect with other people, and and I try to be as active on those as I can. So um, you can always maybe find me on there too. But yeah, yeah, I definitely, you're definitely an active participant on there, and we appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, doesn't look like we have any questions. So uh, I just want to thank everyone for coming for our first live podcast. You'll be able to find this on podcast services everywhere, as well as our YouTube. 
And again, thank you for joining us. And thank you again, Jeremy, for taking your time to uh, discuss this with us today. Yeah, for sure. My pleasure. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for attending. And again, check us out on uh, Buzz Time on YouTube, as well as the Industry Buzz on podcast services. Have a great day, guys.